Hello, this is your host, Sunita Bagri. I am the founder of the Every Teacher Matters Project. Welcome to the Every Teacher Matters Network podcast. Each podcast has a core focus around the well-being of our teachers, school leaders and educational staff. The Teach Well Alliance works proudly in partnership with the Every Teacher Matters Network to raise awareness of well-being and mental health for our teachers and school staff. We're so pleased that you're able to join us on today's podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Every Teacher Matters Network podcast. I am really excited to speak to a fellow former teacher today who is also in a similar field of work as I am. I always like talking to like-minded people. It really does uplift me. Today, I'm going to be speaking to Liz Armand. She's also known as the Mindset Shifter. She has a real passion and purpose to empower and enlighten individuals, particularly those who are experiencing grief, loss and trauma. And listeners may know, I've referenced this before, but I recently lost my mum to coronavirus in January. So just three months ago. And uncannily, I have been introduced to Liz within this period of time, who um, has been, have had a wonderful conversation with, and has, I can see how her work would help so many teachers that are also experiencing this, these types of issues. What she really focuses on is clients that feel stuck, unfulfilled, frustrated, and really generally want to do better within their careers, but are feeling a sense of being stuck. She's a very experienced practitioner within mindfulness and mental health. She helps teachers to become happier, to overcome anxiety and depression. She actually helps you to bring back laughter into your life. Now, who wouldn't want that? As teachers, she can show you how to inject some life into your teaching, into your your learning experiences for your children, and actually still have some pizzazz left for you when you're back home. She's the author of a best-selling book known as Are You Worth It? She's a spiritual guide to managing your money mindset. She'll help anyone having a tough time at the moment. And we're going to talk to her about what's been a catalyst for her in doing the work that she does. So without further ado, a very warm welcome to Liz Armand, the Mindset Shifter. Hi, Liz. Hi there. Hi, nice to see you on here. It is. It's lovely to see you. I'm so glad that we've managed to make some time to have this conversation. So we pride ourselves on having candid conversations with our (laughs) guests. So um, I know having had a a brief chat with you previously, that's... Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely, there it is, brilliant, yeah. and the listeners will love that because that's what being, you know, having a candid conversation is all about. So, Liz, yeah. just tell us about yourself. Okay, yes, of course. So, um, prior to being in business ten years ago, I was head of teaching and learning at a big college in um, Gravesend and Dartford, and it my was hometown, uh, Liz. That's your my hometown. hometown. That's right. That's right. Yes. Oh well. There you go, another link for us. Yeah. So so it was a very stressful job that I was in, but I did love it. And I created uh, a coaching service for staff to support them and really to help them excel in the classroom. I was also the, the person who reported to Ofsted 
uh, as well and did all the lesson observations so I wasn't necessarily the most popular person although I did love me really um, but trying to tell teachers what their grades are going to be um, you know when it's actually not their grades the learning grade that they came and thought I took it very personally it was a bit of a chalice sword to, to have and I jumped ship in um, 2011 uh, to actually have my business in sight for minds really because I couldn't see a place for myself at the college. We'd had a redundancy situation. I could stay. I had a nice, safe job to go back to, even though my job had gone, but my two friends were the people interviewing for the job they wanted me to stay for. Um, and actually, I, I jumped, because I tell people to follow their happiness. And I wasn't being allowed to work with teachers in how I wanted to work with them, because I was already a trained coach and therapist doing neurolinguistic programming, time therapy, hypnotherapy, motor therapy, lots of different things. And staff were approaching me saying, this is here, this can you help me with? And I'm like, I helped a few people, um, but you know, I had to be really careful about it. Uh, so I decided to, to have my business. So my business um, uh, got off to a flying start. I was doing well, but I didn't seem to be doing very well as an education consultant, which is what I started off as, um, help, helping other teachers or learners with stress. I never really got much work doing that. I kept getting um, other people around uh, uh, exhaustion and uh, anxiety and depression. And I was like, which I was happier with actually. And then after a while, I realized that actually I, the education consultant wasn't me. So I um, knocked that on the head, but it cost me a lot of money in the process because I put a lot of money into that roaster branding and whatever. And my, I, as I left the college, and started up, it started okay. And then actually I had two failed IVF attempts. Then my husband almost uh, died from pneumonia. Then my mum died, then the cat died, then my sister-in-law died. And the debt started to spiral as well. So I wasn't earning enough through my business. And then my husband left me uh, with um, uh, 38,000 pounds of the debt, I think it was at the time. And I almost took my life in 2014. But prior to being in business and prior to being a teacher learning manager, I'd actually already had a really tough time. I'd already had two years off work with chronic pain syndrome. Um, I'd already had um, asthma, I'd had a heart complaint and I've recovered from those things. And then as I got into business, it all went down, downhill. Um, and, you know, and I was a teacher. You'd think I'd be able to get work. Um, wow, even work, the work that I thought I was going to have at the college when I left, I was promised work. And then the... the um, assistant principal decided that actually anybody who took voluntary redundancy weren't um honorable enough or thought, I don't know what her, her, her reasoning was but um my work that I was supposed to have just dis disappeared which was you know supposed to be some of the stability of where I was going into my business not just use my redundancy pot uh if you like so it's been um it, a challenging time must be in business but an empowering time as I learned other therapies but also as I applied those therapies on myself to get better again and to understand who I was as a person who I was here to serve. And, you know, very big part of that is teachers, because mm. um, as I know we, we spoke about before, a lot of teachers actually get into holistic therapies, love it and train in it. And I often train them now <laughs> rather than uh, and they don't go back to the profession, which is a bit of a shame, really. You know, it's kind of nice for them to stay in the profession or to do a little bit of therapy on the side rather than having to change completely out of the profession. Um, because actually I recognise now, having gone through perimenopause and approaching menopause, I would say, um, that actually um, a lot of the staff are menopausal. I know they're not getting enough support 
with what's going on at home, what's going on in the stress levels and be able to manage everything. But I would also say within the education sector, it's very uh, logical um, about the numbers for everything rather than the emotional connection that and creativity that people crave for uh, as well. So, yeah, I, I love um, teaching, but I'm now teaching within my business. Um, and, you know, as we've been discussing before about looking about how I can continue to get into schools and, and colleges to support teachers so they can keep doing an amazing job. You know, it's not mm. about me going back there necessarily, mm. Mm. <laughs> um, but make them a better place because actually it's about educating the new generation coming forward in well-being. Very true. Very, yeah. very true. That message really resonates with me personally. I think we all have a certain calling, don't we? Absolutely. absolutely. My, my parents mm. were both teachers. Mm. Uh, my grandmother was a teacher. My sister's a teacher. My mm. uncle's a teacher. Mm. So it's very much education is you know, very high in my uh, family's priorities. Yeah. If, yeah. Like, if I think about how stressed all of us were, very. And we all yeah. work hard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's and it, a massive impact on our well-being. It certainly does. Yeah, it certainly does. I know I shared with you, um, you know, experiences of my mum's mental health and, you know, how that impacts upon you as a, as, a, as a young person, as a teenager, and then as an adult, a young adult, and then, you know, in my latter years as well. It really, really does play a part. And then we've got to go into the classroom in front of our colleagues, in front of the children. Um, and it's just sometimes just all too much and you know we spoke about other responsibilities that we have I know you're a carer I'm, yeah. you know for your father I'm a carer for my son as well as uh, you know a parent to my other children and it's there's a there's a heck of a lot of demands on us in our personal life let alone what the profession expects of us and that's why it's so important to talk about everything to do with well-being absolutely, absolutely. I mean me mental health everybody has it you know, and Absolutely. it's about just mm. making sure that people understand what it is, yeah, and how to deal with it, and Definitely. it's about learning techniques that, to be able to manage the process. And we, we wouldn't have some of the mental health issues we have we, if we actually talked about it. Yeah, and totally actually shared, agree. Shared what's going on, but a lot of it is about people um, when they experience trauma, mm. is they are actually blocked from speaking up because of what's happened to them. So one of the things that did happen to me in the past is I was raped as well. And that then you know, caused me an issue of being able to speak up because very anxious being able to say um, to people about things. So different things can happen to people in different ways that will stop that uh, being able to be open with other people. Yeah, of course. Wow. This is definitely a candid conversation, Liz. Thank you for... Well, you, know, it's all so, you know it's it's kind of like once you've once you've read you know written the book and over a thousand people at least have read it you kind of just go it's out of the universe <laughs> and, you know, and it, it helps them to ask and then you know, so be it it's fine it, you know it definitely I'm, does I'm person, not a bad person. no our personal experiences are there I believe very much to to be authentic and to be shared because that, that's what, that, you know, we, we want to connect with people. That's yeah. our, our, our... Some things have happened to me. And I, you know, I think I was sharing, sharing we weren't uh, recording, but, you know, where I could just couldn't get work, just couldn't get work at all. Mm. Um, at previous colleges or new colleges, you know, anything, agencies. Um, and I, But that was also on a therapeutic level as well. It was, it, I had some very strange things happen that was affecting me and my mental health, you know, linked to my belief system, and it's it's been a journey to uncover and and work out what that was all about, and mm -hmm. um, be able to then share that with other people if they're experiencing stress and anxiety yeah. and not 
know how to um, talk about what's going on. Yeah. And, uh, um, and that's why also I've invested in, in training in around energy, but also around mindset. But I now have a non-verbal energy technique that I'm sharing, as you know, mm, um, mm. because then people don't even have to talk about what the, what the issue is. They can just yeah. actually resolve it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I think what you said earlier was really interesting in terms of, I know when we spoke off air also about contributing to teacher retention which is something I'm, I'm really yeah. really passionate yeah. about that I don't I don't want you know if people decide that they need to teach they need to leave the profession that that's absolutely a personal decision that one arrives to but you know I I think I think that a, a large cause for leaving the profession is the fact that we're not teaching our teachers our trainee teachers to understand how we can manage our well-being and our stress and our I mental yeah, health. I totally agree. Totally agree. I think it's the when I think about my PGC, but also you know, I'm a teacher trainer. So what what we um, teach teachers, you know, it's it's all the sort of academia and the the yeah. um, uh, the theory yeah. <laughs> of it. Yeah. The theory is yeah. completely different to the actual you know, reality. Completely. And, and learning you know, tools and techniques that they can use to get out of situations yeah. um, to, to just to transform them, which I change their thoughts and their behaviour, is, is massive. Exactly. Um, it's, prepare, it's preparing them, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. starting to see, I'm, I'm involved in, in teach training as, as well. I'm a teaching fellow and I'm, I'm beginning to see universities call out and actually ask for well-being sessions at trainee yeah. level which is so important yeah. that, that is good I'm starting to see a change now but yeah. actually we've got this level of experience you know we've yeah. got these that are that are leaving and actually the, from the work that you and I do and particularly yeah. you mentioned around the pen, menopause as well you know mm-hmm. it's, it's we we need uh, these we can talk to our young people coming into the profession yeah. we can talk to them about well-being but they need good role models to learn from they when do. they get into they school. And, and it's those teachers that we need to keep in, don't we? Absolutely. And it's just teaching those teachers who are thinking about leaving or don't, not getting enough support, actually giving them some one-on-one support and actually teach them some techniques so they actually feel valued. Definitely. Feeling valued is, is, a, is a massive part of it. It, it is. You don't feel it that is. you're being heard. You don't, you're not able to be creative in the classroom. You're, you know, it's just work, work, work the whole time. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to be a good member of staff. No. You're not going to want to stay. You're not. You're not. So, Liz, I'm really interested in the, the balance procedure that you work with with teachers. Yeah. And I've asked you to be a guest speaker at the next event, actually, in yeah. May. So tell the, the teachers that are listening today, um, you know, give us a brief overview. Because what I really like about this is that, you know, there is a stigma attached to mental health, isn't there? It doesn't. I mean, yeah. it's, it, it's yeah. there in the teacher well-being index. You know, we know there's a there's 56% of teachers that are not admitting that they have a mental health condition and they go into school every single day and nobody knows about it because they don't disclose. And I worry, I worry for the children, I worry for them as professionals, but I also worry about the impact upon the children that they're teaching as well. So what I really like about this is this non, you know, this non-verbal energy tool. So tell the listeners about that. Okay, so the balance procedure has been around for about 13 years. It's um, was created by Jenny and Alan Cox, and it has now been um, approved by NICE, the Nas- National Institute of um, Healthcare Excellence, 
to be used in schools, uh, primary schools and secondary schools, uh, for emotional, mental and social well-being. So I think you'll be seeing a lot more of it going, going forward. It's already been within schools, as Jenny's taken it into schools, etc. but you'll see it coming in more. Um, it's a technique based on nine cards that work on your subconscious. And they're made up of quite a few different therapies brought together within a set of cards, which have positive affirmations to say on your, to yourself. Um, on them. So what they do is they actually, we have um, uh, diff different issues that go on in life will be actually um, going on within our mind, within our body, we can't see them, whatever, and that can actually put us out of balance. So if we're seeing something, let's say in the classroom, and uh, let's say one of our uh, pupils is, is uh, causing us an issue and they're really being riotous or they're ready to punch somebody or, or whatever, and that's stressing out and they're going, you know, shouting at them to, to stop. Well, that's a perfect um, uh, instant of somebody being out of, out of balance. When they're, they're seeing that going on, lots of things going around, not, not going the right way. What they can do is actually use the cards to balance their energy, where they just, um, the heart is 5,000 times more powerful than their head. So actually, you, you, it's worked off research from HeartMath.org if anyone wants to research it, in the fact that, if you use the cards over your energy, over your heart, and you say out loud the affirmation, you look at the um, symbols on the cards, it will actually just put your, your mind in balance again. It brings your left and your right brain together. What, it, what it's basically doing is we have um, energy source in our head, our heart, and our gut, and it works through breathing, which is where sort of mindfulness comes yeah. in as, as part of it. What happens is by... Um, breathing in, in and out um, while you're doing it um, you're bringing as say your left and your right brain together it's all focused into the autogenic nervous system as well and it links into parasympathetic or, para or sympathetic nervous system so when we're in fight or flight so we've got this thing kicking off in the classroom or we've got this thing going on at home that's causing us you know hassle that's you, that person will go into fight or flight what happens is by using the balance procedure, it, you know, it brings things together instantly. I'll just shut, shut it off and stop it from happening. So often our energy can be um, keeping us in the past. So remember any of our thoughts are energy. So if we've had some very negative thoughts in the past about ourselves, that will hold us back from actually being who we want to be, for example. So um, and that can be to do with all sorts of different traumas. So it, it's something which the both the kids can do. They can have their own sets and the teachers can do as well. And I'd say, you know, to go for a whole school approach, why not? Yeah. And yeah. for everybody to be to be practicing it as a as a tool for children. Generally, depends on what age they are. Generally, they would just use the cards. They wouldn't necessarily use the book fully because of some of the language that's within the book and um, within it. But I'd take advocate parents getting on board with it because parents are often very stressed. Then they'll try and speak to the teachers, teach the stress because the parents don't understand what the hell's going on. You know, if you've got the parents in on the act too, the parents, teachers and the students, you'll have great well-being of that that school. Mm, that's really forward. interesting. Really interesting. Because you could take it on, as you say, as a whole school approach, which you know is definitely definitely uh, something that I'm really keen on and, and certainly in the schools that we work with that are keen to implement a culture of well-being this yeah. would work really well 
but certainly if there are te individual teachers there that um, don't want to say anything, but just need to manage their own state Absolutely. and emotional state, yeah. it'd be a very, very useful tool. So thank you for sharing that. It's something that you just do every, every day, five minutes. It's not something that so takes doable. a long time. Yeah, it's so, so doable. doable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you just doable. Make part of your morning routine. It's like, you know, you brush your teeth and you do your balance procedure. It's that mm. sort of thing you do and then through the day if you need to use the cards again use it sometimes I wouldn't use them again it mm. depends on what sort of day I'm having but once you've been used for a while things are pretty calm anyway and great That's things great. start ha happening for you yeah it's on the emotional scale and it, it helps you want to stay up at the positive emotions of joy happiness excitement fun laughter that mm. sort of you know, mm. rather than lower emotions of shame and negativity and guilt and all that sort of stuff that will bring your vibration down about who you are as a person and that'll bring more negative things into your life you want to you know, so you're deliberately working towards keeping yourself happy absolutely in a positive yeah. environment and that yeah. then that happiness that joy then reverberates onto other people around you absolutely you after all no one no one <laughs> no one wants a teacher no you no. don't do no, no, you really yeah. don't. You really don't. That sounds really interesting. So um, I'm going to, before we, we finish, I'm going to ask you one more question, but I'd like you to leave your details so that the listeners can get okay. in touch yeah, with yeah, you regarding, yeah. uh, regarding the balance procedure and the work yeah. that you do. So just um, from your experience then, Liz, and all the work that you've done, and oh gosh, you know, I was just felt, you know, really, really felt saddened to hear about all of your experiences and all the traumas that you've been through. So I can absolutely see why you do the work that you do. The listeners can't see you, of course, but we're we're yeah. speaking on Zoom yeah. so we can see each other. So, do you know, I absolutely applaud you for having a smile on your face, for you know, <laughs> share, sharing what you have. Yeah. But actually being the other side really does give hope and inspiration to others. Absolutely. absolutely. It really does. So with that, I, do, I do thank you for, for being such a wonderful guest with us today. So, so what would you give? What advice would you give to teachers in terms of? looking after their own well-being maybe three things that you feel would would really serve them well okay first thing is to slow down okay because what happens is when you're stressed you tend to get faster and faster you tend to um be doing too much okay and we're supposed to be human beings okay not human doings and certainly one of the things I was doing when I was stressed when I was a teacher was actually I was doing my marking in front of the TV. So I thought I was relaxing. That actually wasn't relaxing, was I? I was working. Yeah, just but to do my work at home. Yeah? yeah. And working far, far too many hours um, as part of it. Mm -hmm. So, yes, yeah, so I would say definitely slow down. Put some time in your diary that is your time where you're not allowed to be disturbed at all. So it could be that you've got a Reiki session booked. It could be that you've got a yoga session you're going to do. It could be the fact that you're going to have a hot bath, but turn the phone off so it can't, can't go, go off while you're um, in the bath. And it'll make sure your partner's taking the kids out. You know, so you're actually having that time for you. The third one, I would say breathe. Okay. Actually, your breath will never leave you. Well, obviously, if you decide to depart this world, yeah. So, if you are in a stress state, remember that positivity comes in through your nose and negativity comes in through your mouth. So, if you've got a negative thought, just breathe it out. Because you know, just having a few deep breaths will bring together the head, the heart, and the, the gut, 
and will energize you more and will allow you to maybe think a little bit more rationally about things which are going on at, at that time um, rather than making a rational decision, irrational decision um, about something that you might regret later um, on it. That's great advice, Liz. Great advice. I'm sure the listeners will get lots from just three very, very simple things, but so effective and so necessary. Yeah, yeah. And free. And Is free. That... <laughs> that's, that's the best bit. You don't have to waste money. don't cost money for people. I haven't gone through a journey of not having any money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's important because some of the stress can be that you might not have the finance. Just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you have the right finance. Absolutely uh, um, no, absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Liz. Golden advice. Can you just share with the the audience your um, how they can get hold of you of and course, find out yes. more, please? So my my website is insightfulminds.co.uk. That's I N S I G H G F U L Minds M I N D S. uk and Liz at insightfulminds.co.uk is my email address. And you can also follow me as a friend on uh, Facebook. Uh, as Liz Almond or there is Insightful Minds my page but I, I probably get less interaction on, on that if anybody does have if anybody is caring for their elderly parents feel free to join my Facebook group caring for elderly parents uh, support group um, because one of the strains can be while you're teaching is that you've got parents who may be uh, aging need more of your support they might be going to care and that can put an extra strain on you. And I'm sharing health and well-being techniques as part of that, as well as techniques that other people um, offer as well. Because um, it's, uh, it's good to educate people about what's out there. Yes, very, very true. Thank you, Liz. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today um, and having this candid conversation to support the well-being of teachers. If anybody would like to contact Liz, then you've got the social media handles. Or if you have any questions for us, then please contact us at the everyteachermattersproject.com. Thank you very much. I do hope you enjoyed listening to today's Every Teacher Matters conversation. It is our mission to be the voice of our amazing school staff. You can find out more by visiting everyteachermattersproject.com or contacting me directly at contact at Thanks for listening.